Okay, um, as I was saying, um, what I have done uh, for today, it's more of, um, I've picked the last illustration, scriptural illustration, which uh, I gave on my last point in our last Bible study, which was um, from 2 Chronicles 26, the story of uh, King Uzziah. And I want to just build it so so maybe a more befitting title of what I want to talk with you in a couple of minutes um, would be the pitfalls of success okay but if you find that maybe we have used that title before in any of our recording we might tweak uh, we might tweak it just slightly but that is more or less the thrust that's more or less the the bedrock of what I would like to just share with you. So if you remember um, what we did last time is that um, we looked at um, King Uzziah but more on the area of um, the way he was helped and then eventually, so we kept on coming up coming back to you know, King Uzziah was helped, King Uzziah was helped, King Uzziah was helped. So that, that word keeps coming up in that long passage as I request if I can get another Bible the Bible I'm using, um, good news, I'm using a revised standard version, so let me see if I can get another Bible, okay, do I have another Bible here, just give me a moment, just give me a moment, yes I do have another Bible here, okay, so, um, so if you remember what we were doing last time, we were, we were um, the, the, main, the main area we were looking at, you know, as we were looking at this portion of scripture, was more of how this man was helped, like I was saying earlier, and then um, he, he, his heart was lifted up to his own destruction. So, but we look at something else on this same um, gentleman called King Zion. And then we will try to unlock a couple of truths on the whole issue of the pitfalls of success. Okay. Um, so I will go back again to Second Chronicles 26. Second Chronicles 26. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's it's amazing how many things. I keep using this word a lot, but the Bible is so it's such a compressed book. Huh? You can pick so much. You can pick so much from one little place. You can pick so much. So let me read again um, this story. Allow me just start from verse 1. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, he, the king slept with his fathers. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. He reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jacoliah of Jerusalem. And verse 4 is a good scripture. He says, He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. Verse 5, beautiful scripture. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. So we already know that this man uh, was mentored. He was mentored. He was mentored by a person who, and I like the words used in scripture who had understanding in the visions of God 
and as long as he sought the Lord God made him to prosper. And I think it is good even as we skate through this, we remind ourselves not only do we need mentors, we need mentors who have got insight into God's will. Um, sometimes I think um, this whole issue of mentorship has, has been hyped to an extent whereby there are certain realities which have been lost you know, along the way. It's not enough to have a person who is uh, holding your hand and uh, helping you in the journey of either life or as a life coach or maybe as a spiritual leader. It's not enough that you have a person. It's the, the quality of the person is most important. Okay? The quality of the person. The depth they may have in those particular areas and um, the, the their expertise or proficiencies or mastery in the area of interest. In the area of interest. Okay? So, according to scripture, let me just um, echo this statement again. Is as Zechariah had understanding in the visions of God. And the Bible says, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. So, please put that in mind. There is need for people to stand. We need to stand with certain people because um, mentors help to make it far much easier. What would, have, uh, what would otherwise be a very difficult assignment because they've been there, they have experience and they can be able to speak into your life and you can save yourself a number of years when it comes to getting to the place where you need to get to because they will be able to give you the right advice. Number six, verse six rather. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines. So these are not the exploits from verse 6. So it says that he warred against the Philistines. He broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jamneth, the wall of Ashdod, built cities about Ashdod among the Philistines. God helped him. So this is what which we kept on noticing last time. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians uh, that dwelt in Gulbal and the Mehunims and the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah. His name spread abroad even to the entering of the Egypt. He strengthened himself exceedingly. Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, at the turning of the wall, and fortified them. He built towers in the desert, dig many wells. He had much cattle both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen also, vine dressers in the mountains and in the camp, and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. Um, Uzziah had a host of fighting men. So I'm just going through this um, um, uh, um, litany of exploits that this man, a whole list, a whole plethora of exploits that this man, you know, enjoyed because of the way God had really, really, really lifted him. So if you go over to verse 12, the whole number of the chief, it's speaking about the number of soldiers he had. Under their hand was an army, verse 13, 300,000 and 7,500 that made war with mighty power. And then it says that helped the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host, shield and spears and helmets and harbagons and bows, slings to cast stones. Okay, verse 15, he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men. So you keep noticing all these things. Eh? 
So these people helped him this way. These people helped him this way. Uh, Ammonites gave him gifts, gifts rather. Um, he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones with them. And his name spread far abroad, and he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Verse 16. Therefore he transgressed against the Lord his God, went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense. Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him four score priests of the Lord that were valiant, very courageous men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said to him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense into the um, incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense, go to the sanctuary. For thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor. So anyway, we, we, we know the story and how it ended. So I'm looking at this whole story, um, and it's a most amazing uh, biblical um, 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 story. From the perspective of the pitfalls of success, um, a number of us, and I believe all of us, to be more fair, all of us, do want to succeed. And and nobody can... Um, I mean, there is every reason why that is, um, you know, you know, the way to go. In, in any case, that is what God has destined for all of us. I mean, Scripture says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you hope in the future. And so, it, it, it's obvious that that is our predestined, um, you know, end. I don't think that's a good way to put it. Let, that's our that's our destiny. Let's do that way. That's our destiny. That's what God, you know, has prepared for all of us. Some measure of success. But I don't know how many of us think in terms of um, success and what it can do to any of us if it finds us not well postured. Because this man got his wish. Okay? I mean, he became everything that any king would want. He succeeded in every way that a king would, you know, seek to succeed. But at the end of his day, and let me just say this, please listen very closely. The story of King Uzziah is a story of so many people. Both in scripture, in history, and in our day. Okay? The story of King Uzziah, it's, it repeats itself with such a painful um consistency. It, 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 it keeps coming back and it's almost like um, a stack record. It's like you, you think we've got it then we do it again. And, and, and it's like humanity always seems to go through the same processes and hits the same brick walls. And um, the only thing we learn from history is that we learn nothing from history, somebody said. Okay? But the only thing we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. And so I'd like us to look at um, this story amongst a myriad of many other stories which are related with some fresh pair of eyes. Okay? How did this man get to where he got later? I mean, because we know, if you read the scriptures like verse, um, um, I mean, 
Everything is so nice. And Azariah the chief priest, verse 20, and the priest looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from tents. Imagine. Yea, himself hasted also to God, because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death. Now, this may not sound as terrible in our day, but in those days, being a leper was just the worst that anybody would ever. You wouldn't even want to wish this, you know, for your worst enemy. You know, lepers were treated like the scum of the earth. They were outskirts, essentially they were outskirts. And um, you have to really stay in absolute isolation. And not to count that um, it completely, you know, disfigured you. And, and, and you know what happens when people are leprous. Parts of your body are falling off and you have these terrible sores and wounds all over your body. So the Bible says, Being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord, and Jotham his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land, so obviously somebody had to take over from him. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah first and last did Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, write. So Uzziah slept with his father, and they buried him with his... I mean, such a promise, you know, and such a terrible end. Um, such a quick rise such a beautiful story and such a terrible ending to that story and again I want to repeat what I just said earlier the story of King Uzziah is a story of so many people and again I want to repeat that we all by fact that it is God's predetermined will for us to succeed are moving progressively towards that direction and I want to say here again that I totally believe that we will get there some of us probably are there some of us are you know, you know, a little more in, you know, than out, and of course, there's still more to get in, you know, to to to. There's still more to achieve and attain and acquire and all that, because it is God's predetermined will. But my concern this uh, Sunday morning is um, how we have positioned ourselves to manage elevation, to manage success, to manage prestige to manage material wealth, to manage social ascendancy. When, when, you, when you get titles that people look up, people look up to you. Um, to manage even um, knowledge or wisdom. There's a scripture that says knowledge perfect up. Um, yeah, there's a way in which people look at you if you are skilled in um, certain areas and you are the go-to person. Um, so how we manage all these things because and I speak this you know from a position of leadership I, I, I am totally convinced in my mind that the almighty God will and this is me he, he, he will it's only us who can sabotage it but on the part that on the on the on the part of God he will meet his end of again will bring the opportunity, he will bring the, the chances for us to enter into these spaces which we are all looking up to or looking, you know, uh, towards. But then what happens? So let me give you four things which I find as standouts on um, when I look at King Uzziah and which should be lessons for all of us as it pertains to success and the kind of mental positions we need to take and we need to start doing this early okay 
to start doing this and we, we, we don't we don't we don't we don't we don't start um, building these character positions and traits when you're already smart bang you know in issues we, we, we prepare for a journey you know early or this journey early the number one thing and please listen closely he has an irreparable an incurable um, the spirit mentality of forgetting and, 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 and just for because I want I want to talk about forgetting not so much as one as something which is one-off like like something which is um, I'm not treating forgetting here like something casual I'm saying this is a spirit because the frequency by which you notice this in people both in the Bible in history and in our time one is worrying and secondly it tells you that this is a strategy of the enemy it can only be a spirit that somebody can be helped so much I mean scripture keeps repeating he was helped so and so did this this kind of tribe did this the army did this people who are cunning and who are clever and skillful helped him to build this people who I mean he was helped I mean from Zechariah the prophet who stood next to him this he was a young man of 16 years old the man forgets and if there is one thing we need to tell God in this journey please listen church is that he will remove from our ranks or from our space internally he will remove from us that spirit of forgetting there are stories told of um, I think an emperor um, some, some, some emperor I believe he is in Rome who hired you know some assistant and as people would praise him and they would say all oh, these many nice things this gentleman's job his main job his day job <laughs> what was paid to do okay was to remind the king to remind the emperor to remind the big leader you are just but a man those were actually his words you are just but a man. Somebody is hired. Somebody is given a position to remind you because the probability of you forgetting where you came from is so high. And I know I'm saying this. And I know it will take a very conscious, very deliberate, very pointed effort to get ourselves primed, primed up in this particular area. It looks easy, but it carries with it eternal consequence. Eternal consequence. I mean, there is the consequences, the ripple effect has got eternal impact. The people who get affected by the fall of one man, I mean, it will take eternity for us to be able to just unravel all of them. Just one man who goes down. And what happens and the changes in history, kingdoms collapse, empires collapse, civilizations die completely. God's favor moves from you know one place to another. 
and and things are so reorganized because somebody somebody forgot where they started they forgot where they came from if it takes us penning down some of the thoughts the earliest memories we have of our struggles then please do it and i'm putting myself in it there okay if it would take and that is why in history unlike today uh, people remembered their the journeys the difficult journeys that they have had to undertake by coming up with moments events situations practices to refresh their mind so you notice for example god would remind the people of israel how they journeyed from egypt to the promised land and the struggles they went through by coming up with feasts like passover okay and tell them you will do this you will eat bitter herbs to remember the bitterness and the pain and the troubles and the toils okay on this particular day or this particular season you will step out and live in a tent for 8 days because the feast of tabernacles step out live in a tent to remind you so they came up with this symbolism practical symbols and and that has kept both you know the old you know jewish you know traditions alive and equally it was a very huge part of the of the church i don't think it's very strong these days if you if you study church history it has a lot of symbolism so when somebody for example walked into a temple or rather walked into a church you know in those early days there were a lot of physical you know um edifices or there could be statues or whatever it is and it could be this you know the, the stained glass windows everything reminding people about the faith it was on the walls it was carved it was drawn so that at the point wherever whichever place you sat you know there was a remember just like for example we walk into a church and we see a cross okay it's a very powerful symbol of the bedrock of our faith and i want to encourage us because it may not happen at a that level as much as it used to happen those early days where there used to be a lot of physical expressions of where we have come from and the meanings of various things through you know those physical edifices um but it will be it will be important that on an individual level if it doesn't happen at a very you know advanced social level it will be important at a at a very individual level we all gave ourselves you know memorabilia for lack of a better word okay um things that can remind us of where we came from some some suit you wore some shoe you wore some pictures of some photographs you took and keep them somewhere else that you can keep looking at and it will help all of us to remember where we came from that the one days you struggled to buy an extra pair of shoes but there were days when you struggled to you know you know dress decently you know you know and you and you didn't stand out in a crowd uh, i mean there are days you struggled you know to pay rent and maybe you lived in you know fairly modest you know you know maybe even modest um um uh, you know habitations um these things are important and please 
Don't throw away everything because you have advanced. Please, don't throw away everything. Keep something to remind you. The same way God told them, carry with you a little bit of manna and put it in this, you know, you know, uh, Ark of Covenant. Okay? Put it there. Uh, carry these stone tablets. You know, put them there. These things will remind you. Take with you the rod of Aaron or a symbol of the rod of Aaron, you know, that, um, you know, germinated and produced food to remind you of the need of leadership and uh, how that leadership should flow and from which people it should flow from so that you do not forget constantly in scripture whenever God came to talk to his people and you notice this all the time and please do this in your free time God has this approach which is very interesting he would say things like I am the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob what is he trying to say he's trying to say I am a transgenerational God you have to see where you came from and then he would say things like, um, I took you out of Egypt. And that is so many thousand years later. I am the one who did this. Okay. The whole idea here, you know, good people, is that um, we must not allow ourselves to slide into a place of forgetfulness. It is always important to remember the days of struggle. The days when we went on our knees, we prayed and we asked God for, you know, the, you know, the grace to be able to just even make it through the day and that now maybe we can make it through 10 years or whatever it is because God has been gracious and even then when that becomes your your reality please carry with you something carry with you something that reminds you it could be just a dress it, it doesn't matter but whenever you look at it it will make your eyes well up with tears because you will remember how far God has taken you from okay uh, whatever it is just just carry it with you um, moving on quickly number two I have used uh, the statement don't mingle your seeds um, there's a scripture to that effect I think it is Le Leviticus 1918 I'm not so sure I can ask this to check that for me it says don't don't mix your seeds don't mingle your seeds that's what it says so says will give me the verse I think it's um, the Leviticus 1918 but she will confirm it and then I will be able to ascertain it for you um, what do I mean by don't mingle your seed? Uh, do not infringe on someone else's jurisdiction. Just because you have succeeded in yours. And obviously, you know the story of Uzziah. We have read it now twice. Last uh, Sunday and now this time. Um, Uzziah succeeds in a very big way. He, he really does. He succeeds in a very big way. As a king, he is A1 on top of his game. He is top league. And so he he, he starts, oh, what, what would you call it, doubling, or he wants now to double in priesthood. And you know, his trouble started when he went to the temple and wanted to burn incense, actually began to burn incense. And he was, um, of course, confronted by some very bold, you know, men of God. And he, of course, um, tried to fight them back. But, um, you know, from thereafter, it was south thereafter. It went down very quickly for him. Don't mingle your seeds. Let me put this way. You cannot be successful in all areas. One of the pitfalls of success is somebody who is successful in one area kind of gets, I don't know if it's bored or curious or have this exploration of spirit, whatever it is. And so they want to double in another area. And you've seen it all through. When you read books, you see it all the time. Okay? Somebody is extremely good, for example, um, 
you know, baking cakes and uh, cooking good food and running a restaurant, okay? And they make a lot of money, okay? And rather than uh, grow that area which they are already skilled and capacitated in, they move into another area that drains their energy and their resources to the point whereby it eats into what they are extremely good at and destroys it, you know, from, from you know, you know, it completely, you know, destroys it. It is very important that we do not mix our seeds. That we, 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 do not, um, we do not imagine that because I'm successful and I've gotten the scripture now. Uh, the scripture, yes, Leviticus 19.19. Keep my decrees and I be. Do not make different kinds of animals. Do not plant your fields with two kinds of seed. Do not wear clothing. So this, 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 this is a NIV. Let me use the King James which says exactly, okay, you shall keep my statutes, you shall not let your livestock breed with another, you shall not sow your seed in the middle, nor shall you, garments of king, that's King James, New King James, uh, Old King James, thou shall not let thy cattle gather with a diverse kind, thou shall not sow thy seed with mean good seed, mean good seed, okay, okay, don't mix your seed. It is my way of simply saying that, look, if the area of investment on the area where you, you need to put your energies on is A, please don't try to double on B and C because lots of, you know, faults, you know, success, um, 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 lots of successes have been brought down because of people, you know, mixing or mingling, you know, so do not infringe on someone's jurisdiction. For us, for example, who are in ministry, Christian ministry, the temptation is very high to be the, you know, classical past, you know, to be, to be, to be the counselor, to be the child psychologist, to be the financial advisor, to be the marriage. And sometimes we are not gifted in those, in those ways. Okay, and so it takes a lot of. Um, courage to tell somebody that's not my line let me refer you you know generally as a human being we want to kind of be the one-stop shop that one-stop shop where you find everything you know and um, and um, that's not that's that's not that's not the case so we said number one don't forget where you where, where, where you came from please carry with you some memorabilia something that is going to always be before you to remind you of where God has taken you from than the one you have gone have been able to share very strongly and the other one is that stick to your lane just that just stick to your lane just stick to your lane uh, other people may be successful in this other area this other area i mean i've seen i've seen a good uh, men of god who you know killed uh, you know for lack of a better one or destroyed ministry by getting into areas they're not very good at and in the process it um, ate into the areas of ministry where they already had um, a head start okay so the purposes of God I'm jumping a couple of notes so that I can be able to move very quickly number three um, Uzziah refuses to listen to counsel Uzziah refuses to listen to counsel and this is a very important thing there is no self-made man you know, the way you hear people saying things that I am a self-made man. There is no self-made man, and I repeat, there is no self-made man or woman. 
Somebody somewhere pushed you. Somebody somewhere told you something. Somebody somewhere opened a door for you. Somebody somewhere held your hand. Somebody somewhere gave you a chance. Somebody somewhere gave you an opportunity. There is no self-made man. Okay? There is always the input of another. Okay? And that's why we we cannot proceed as a one-man show thing. No, 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 no. Uzziah's biggest challenge is that he reaches a place whereby his success gets into his head so much. Even when he is told, don't do it. He believes that the fact that he's been, he's been a good king, uh, then he has a monopoly of all wisdom and knowledge. You, you understand what I'm saying? That he has a knowledge which is airtight. Nobody can add to him anything. Which is so wrong. Never stop growing. Never stop church. Please listen. Never stop improving yourself. Never stop listening to other people. Okay? I spend, and my guys here will tell you, I spend a lot of time listening to a lot of people speaking. A lot of time. And I listen with such an open heart. Because I know I don't know everything. Okay? I spend a lot of time. Especially now with this COVID manenos, eh? so there's very little movement. So the bulk of my morning hours, I spend a lot of listening until you know early afternoon, you know, because I'm I'm a morning person. And and I spend a lot of time just listening and writing and and hearing what somebody is saying on a certain area, a certain area, you know, because and and in a way it is a realization of um you um uh, what's the word here? It's you, you 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 are acknowledging your limitation and you are limited you will you will be limited even 20 years from now there will always be somebody somewhere who sees something a little better than you maybe they've been through that journey before let me again put it this way pitfall of success number three refusing to listen to cancel and i have seen it and especially in these days of facebook and instagram and crypto you know they're called keyboard warriors eh? I mean, you've got people who, behind a keyboard, I mean, they take a very deep, they become a different animal altogether. And they are out prescribing everything to everybody. We have to be very careful. To be very, very careful because um, while the internet is a, it's an ocean, you know, you have to surf it correctly, if you get where I'm going with it. Oceans have got winds and waves and you can drown you can drown. There's information that is half-baked. There's information that comes from the wrong places. Okay? This is a big ocean. And so we need to go there carefully and be able to listen, you know, with a bit of, um, you know, you know, keenness to want to know um, the sources of those information and how authentic or valid or credible those information is. And ourselves, we should be careful. Let me put it this way. Before you seek to be understood, try to understand first. Make that your maxim. Make that your maxim. Practice the art of talking last. Practice the art of talking last. Before you seek to be understood, people have to understand what I'm saying. No, no. Before you seek to be understood, first and foremost, seek to understand. I don't know if you've ever been in an environment where people are talking and somebody just comes in maybe very late and they've got no background story of what's going on. They don't understand what's going on properly. And they kind of capture things in bits and pieces in, you know, at a very casual, what can I say, at, at a very peripheral level. And then they start proffering ideas and prescribing things. And I think, my guy, I really wish you knew the backgrounds. 
you know and sometimes you know the, you know this ends up becoming a very a toxic kind of a situation and they end up hogging you know discussions and conversations and all of it is being done completely out of you know context okay just seek to understand take your time take your time you don't have to say something on everything oh, can i say you don't have to respond to everything that's what i'm going to say you don't have to respond to everything you know, I, i saw a joke the other day and somebody was saying um, being rich you know on instagram are showing you know you know you know the kind of projections people make on uh, those social media platforms it says it's like being rich on monopoly that those games used to play you know i mean you're very rich on monopoly you know the game because it is it is it is really it's not tangible it's not there so refusing to listen to counsel i beg of every one of us including myself never outgrow counsel never outgrow learning never outgrow improvement never outgrow um that sense of constant you know improvement and growth okay always tell yourself there's somebody out there who knows more than i do and i need to continue linking up with those who are on the edge on the cutting edge number 4 and finally um and this is the one we talked about last time pride so i won't spend a lot of time on this because we when we went to this story last time is because we were actually um you know zeroing in on the issue of pride and of course the pride basically you know um makes number 1 number 2 number 3 what it is okay um you have to fight we all have to fight pride with all our might very very strongly um something about success something about making money and i'm not saying it happens to everybody um it happens to a number of people sadly something about positions something about um, ascendancy and elevation and and titles that sometimes make people completely change their entire persona and in the process and for me I would even rather people quote unquote or other people are proud and they were in the only two corner the problem with pride is that it tends to toxify relationships it tends to make other people look small you know and people are talked down like small children and people are dismissed and and you know if i had my way if somebody would be proud in their in their only two corner in their only two island somewhere that would be okay i mean that would be okay for me but um the fact is that pride pride is so showmanship or it brings that aspect of um you know prep you know um you know like like it 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 must have a pedestal it must have a platform you know people must know and for them and for me to be successful others must be made to look unsuccessful and sometimes if you meet people with weak minds it rubs on them very wrongly and they start thinking there's something wrong i'm doing there's, there's something that um, i've done wrong. and sometimes it can take all manner of different tangents you know and that is why pride becomes such a terrible thing in any environment because it is so contagious and it tends to kind of push other people to some little corner somewhere 
where they you know put their tails between their legs and you know feel that they are less than human and it can break people's minds and break people's spirits and break people's passions and desires and all of you so so uh, let me just say this let me just say this let's look out for these four pitfalls of success forgetting where you started mingling our seeds okay investing or putting energies and efforts in areas where we are not as it were called you know it's not our area of calling okay number 3 refusing to listen to counsel okay and whenever you see this then you know it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time when you see refusing to listen to counsel let me say this there's something and this was said by some very bright guy of former days um, he said this man said the one thing that makes all human beings equal the same to him and this man was a terrifically you know genius man he said is that i can learn from all of them i can learn from those who are down those who are the one thing that makes all human beings the same to me he says i can learn from all of them okay i mean just look at jesus i mean he perfect example he keeps company with you know not exactly the best in terms of um, you know standards um, and and he gives them a listening ear okay listening to counsel um seeking counsel whether it's business i mean let me say this let me say this and please scream this in the correct way okay there's something about um, been in ministry for over 30 years and we're talking with my earlier in the day you know um you know something to that you know to that effect yeah? and this this there's something about being doing the same thing for a long time that makes you very proficient at it okay and i think the issue was uh, i told her that i i wasn't so sure what, you know what i was going to share on and i was telling her you know for me it it, it really doesn't bother me too much okay um you know I'm good in what I'm good at, okay? And so what would otherwise be an emergency for somebody or a red flag for me it's it, it doesn't you know trouble me that much, okay? But be, be, so so having 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 been in that kind of an environment, let me finish my thought. Um there's something I can tell somebody for example when it comes say, to ministry or you know preaching and what of you that I know would be beneficial. you know you know would be beneficial maybe how to prepare someone or maybe how to you know you know acquire information and the kind of places you need to go and find the kind of relevant information you need now now i can say that with authority and it will not be pride it will be coming coming from a position of i've been doing this for a while and i kind of have learned the ropes on the same and the same thing is with any other area you walk into either it's business or whatever other area you get into um listen to counsel listen to counsel those who are getting married or entering into various kind of uh, relationship situations you know listen to counsel you know it it just might be the saving grace of those relationships and of course the final one is pride which we say fight it with all your might i want to finish there and uh, hand over the meeting back to one mr paul and i hope that uh, we have learned something from all that god bless you And thank you very much.